The Captain Talk Flicks. The Captain Talks Flicks. The Captain Talks Flicks. The Captain Talks Flicks. Movies, TV, sports, flicks. The Captain Talks Flicks. The Captain Talks Flicks. The Captain Talks Flicks. Movies, TV, sports, flicks. Welcome to the Captain Talk Flicks Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Cortez, and this is where we talk flicks. I walk in the podcast, the podcast with me, the captain, talks about movies, TV, sports, flicks, anything you see on the two boy screen. I take it on here and give my unique perspective because after 44 years of being on planet Earth, I've developed a unique perspective about these movies, TV, sports, and flicks. Let's get in here and tell you about it because just maybe. Just maybe you care. And according to the stats, it looks like you do care. I want to give a big shout out to the UK, Niger. We got some plays over this way, this week. And so, you know, I know the UK and Niger are very beautiful places. with Lots of culture, cuisine, beautiful people, beautiful lifestyles. I want to give a big shout out to you guys for listening to the podcast this week, checking it out. Appreciate it. I listen to a lot of grind music out the UK. You guys are doing fantastic stuff over that way. That grind music is superb. Listen to a lot of Afrobeats Afro out of Africa. Niger, I know you guys are doing some Afrobeats over that way. Fantastic culture, fantastic music. The, the captain loves it. I love hearing these different music sounds, different the United States, to add to the tapestry of music that I listen to. So big shout out to UK, Niger. Love you guys. Awesome. And so just an FYI. Back in the day with the school debate radio DJ. But I never got a job. I might not had the willpower or the desire or the, the right grit or the attitude or the swagger or the whatever you want to call it. I just didn't do it. I just never got it. Never became that radio DJ. I feel like I failed. <laughs> but that allowed me to become the greatest podcaster in the multiverse. Subject to debate. Some may say yeah, some may say nah, but I believe it, and that's all that matters. So, yeah, deal with it. I'm joking. So anyways, I could ramble here for days and, and weeks and hours, just talk, 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 but I won't. Let's get right in the podcast. But first, a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, the Rona is still happening. I hate to come on here and talk about it. I thought it'd be done months ago, but it's still going down, okay? This is, it's part of the reality at this moment in time, right? So probably wherever you're at in the globe, in the world, you probably need some face coverings. Most places need face coverings these days, right? It's, it's a requirement. So if you need some face coverings, you need some face shields, you need some masks with some cool patterns, cool designs, some you're not going to find nowhere. You're probably not going to find these designs. You want to stand out. You want to be unique. You want to have designs and, and patterns on your face mask and face shield that no one's going to have. You want to be the hit at your party. Go to the existing fixtures at the store and we will supply you with some nice face masks, nice face shields. And you can be the hit at your party. You can be the most popular person at your school. You can be the most popular person on planet Earth with these awesome, awesome face masks and face shields. So I'll put the link below, go over the existing fictions at the store, and you can, you know, be safe, have face coverings, right? And look cool and fly at the same time. 
So go to the Existing Fiction Town store, put the link below. Now let's get on the podcast. Have you ever went to a new location? To a new place? New place, new location, new people. It felt a little uncomfortable, a little anxious, little, little, little emotions like uncertainty, a little scared of the unknown, the unfamiliar, a little fear. I think we all can say we felt that many times in life. If you haven't, you're a super high performing individual. You might be an alien. I need to talk to you. You need to school me the ways of doing that. Because even the captain, who's who's so awesome, <laughs> even the awesome captain, the unfallible perfection that he is, <laughs> feels that. I'm not perfect, obviously. But, but um, even at moments in time, I will feel those emotions. I'll feel it going to a new situation. I experienced it heavily. Like three, four years ago, a lot. Like this is like over and over, just experiencing that. So I know how it feels. But there was nothing. It was nothing compared to what I'm gonna talk to you about. It was nothing compared to what I'm gonna talk to you about right now. So this week, episode two of Star Trek Discovery, titled Far From Home. The crew of the Discovery experienced that a million times fold, a million times over. Way more than my ridiculously small, minute, uncomfortable of new situations, new people. Because in Star Trek Discovery, far from home, we get to see what happens to this crew of Discovery after they left their current time period and moved on 900 years into the future. You're talking about going into the unknown. You're talking about going into the unfamiliar. You're talking about being anxious and scared and uh, uncomfortable or not whatever word you want to use just being in a state of uncertainty now imagine being in 2020 and just being transported 900 years in the future everything you know to be true and understand about the world I'm sure would be considerably different or maybe not humans seem to say the same I don't know but that'd be a, it'd be a major change I'm sure of it I'm pretty positive we went 900 years in the future from 2020. Now, these Star Trek guys, the guys aboard the USS, is it USS Discovery? The Discovery, are 900 years in the future. And they land on a crash land on an alien planet. And so, you know, being the Starfleet officers they are, they get right to business. What well, we gotta do? We gotta fix this ship. We gotta get up and running. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we got these problems. That we, okay, we were 900 years in the future. We crash land on a planet. And because they're Starfleet, they say, okay, what, what, what's going on? What's our status? How do we um, fix any issues we got? And how do we move on with our, our current mission or objective? What we gotta do, right? Okay, so they do. So they get they get moving. They get on that. They handle the business. Like we're gonna take care of these things. We're gonna get the ship fixed. We get up and running. We're gonna get off the ship. We're gonna go. I'm assuming they're going to Earth. I would imagine that's where I would go. And so they get up, but they gotta do all these things. And of course, the captain, the acting captain, Saru says, "Hey." Hey, we need to go uh, make, we need to go, there's some people on this planet. We need to go talk to them because we need some stuff for our ship. Let's go have some conversation with them. I'm going to take you, Tilly, because you seem to be the best of us. And we're going to go talk to these people. Now, they're 930 years in the future. I think 930. They're in unknown space, unknown region. They don't know nothing about the environment, nothing about the world. And Stru says, we're going to go out there. And we're going to be Starfleet. We're going to be who we are. We're going to take our values and our morals and our beliefs and our, our, our mindset. We're going to meet these people. We're going to go talk to them. We're going to have first contact. And then Giorgio, Giorgio, 
the, the lady that from the Mirror Universe Section 31 member, she goes through and says, hey, you might not want to take Tilly. You might want to take me because you, 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 you don't, you, you can't, you can't go all friendly, friendly up in here not knowing what you got to kind of be cautious. She was like, no, we're going to take the best of us. We're going to walk up in that space. We're going to walk in that space and we're going to meet these people. So Saru goes up in there. He meets the natives, has some conversation. They work out some some uh, some deal. They work a deal out. They say, okay, we need this. We you need this. Okay, we have we've, we've bartered, we exchange. They, they meet the friendlies, and they everything is cool. It's all cool. It's all good. It's all good. We're not we're not perfect. Right? Ideal uh, stars federation uh, first contact went well. But the one thing they weren't anticipating is there were some other variables come into play soon after so soon after that some dude who's been giving these natives problem swoops in swoops in swoops in and starts taking control of the situation starts taking control of the situation in hostile um uh, machiavellian um just a, just a bad overall bad type of dude comes in there and he just starts laying the law down and tells us, tells us this is what's going to happen. And Saru, with his Federation training and all his, 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 his beliefs, ideals, and ways of operating, and Tilly as well, do what, they, what, they, do what they've trained and they know to do to deal with this particular situation, this particular gentleman, right? He does that. Unfortunately, with it, all he knows, all his Starfleet training, all the, all the days of of doing that to Tilly, she's a little young, but with all their training, they just could not navigate the situation with a outcome that they would like, right? That's what happened. So that's what happened. So Saru's like, we're gonna, they, 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 they're 930 years in the future, and those Starfleet ideals that they hold so true to, that they, that they, that they, that they live by, just not quite working with this individual, because now while the, 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 the Starfleet values and ideas are noble. I love them, I endorse them, I live by them, try to live by them. They don't necessarily work on every individual, right? So they're in a in a in a in a in a, in a problem. They have an issue. And this outcome's not going well. And who comes to save the day? Giorgio comes in, swoops and saves the day. Now Giorgio is a not the nicest person. She's on the crew of the Discovery. She's not the most Starfleet type person. She does work for Section 31. She's from, uh, she's from uh, the Mirror Universe. And her outlook on life and people and beings is maybe, okay, maybe the best way to look at it is that Saru and the rest of the Discovery crew like to look at the situations as the glass half full. And we'll say Giorgio likes to look at it half empty. I just heard someone talk about it in the podcast this week, but I'm gonna use that, but it's a pretty good analogy. So, 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 uh, why we wanna hope for the best, gotta prepare for the worst. And I feel that Giorgio embodies that more than Subaru with the other Starfleet uh, Discovery crew, right? So she comes in, she saves the day with her, all her, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? She's just more schooled in the ways of handling people like this gentleman that came in and try to try to try try to derail Saru's plan, right? She's more she more de- she more deals in the gray, murky area. 
she she basically shows and proves why despite all the noble ideals of the federation section 31 is kind of necessary right and, 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 and me and my personal life walked as well you know what I mean? I, I, like I, I believe most people are good I believe most people are gen, genuinely good people but there's some people that are out there right and you cannot always use the positive positive nice guy roles to operate out there in society on everybody because some people don't play that game now obviously I try my best to steer away from people who are not like that but occasionally they swoop in your lifestyle somehow some way right and you want to move from that as quick as possible right but you cannot necessarily use those federation ideals and and, 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 and beliefs and morals because they don't also apply to everybody because there's some there's some people like this dude on, on in, in the start of an episode that are out here, right? So anyway, she comes in, she swoops and saves the day, and um, just shows that hey, they're in a new environment. Maybe through we're gonna have to be more cautious in interacting with individuals out here in this space. It's not like it used to be, and then another thing too, they don't really they're not really aware of the big changes that happen in the future from where they came from, right? And that's the thing with going into the unknown. You can go into the unknown. You can go into the unknown with everything you know, all the tools you got, all the all everything you've had and know, trained in. And you might encounter scenarios, situations that, that don't um, respond well to the particular methods and ideas and skills and tools that you currently have. Right? And that's where someone like Giorgio comes in nice. So it should be interesting to see how they navigate this future um, with with the crew, with Giorgio, with uh, with Michael, with Michael's uh, book, see how they move through this space and what they're gonna do. Because I, I imagine the goal of them is to try to bring the Federation back to prominence. I said last week that the Federation is not the same as it used to be. It's kind of a shell of what it once was, and I imagine that they're gonna try to restore it and you know find out what happened and restore order. And it should be to see how they navigate it. Now, now to, to close this off, like at the end of the, this is a total spoiler episode. I should have said from the jump, but at the end, you know, they 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 beat they they defeat the the gentleman that was giving a hard time, and they and they had the option like, okay, what are we gonna do with this gentleman, right? You know, Georgia, Georgia was like, hey, this guy does not deserve to exist. Get rid of this dude, like right now. But Captain Saru comes in. He's like, no, we don't do that, right? We gotta we gotta stand by our morals, our beliefs. And ideals. We are Federation. This is how we roll, right? And then she can because Georgia wanted off the guy, but she, she says no, we're gonna do that. And so, so with Saru, despite how that dude treated them, despite how the dude disrespected them, despite how the dude came in to try to mess up a, a a a good positive experience between two different cultures of people, he said no. We're, we're gonna let we're gonna let the the people of this planet handle this guy's building it. That's not our decision. They're going to handle it. We're Starfleet. We're, we're standing by our Starfleet ideas. So it should, it, should, it should be interesting to see how that plays out in the rest of the, in the, rest of the uh, season. In past Star Treks, all the other Star Treks, there's been times where living by the Star Trek ideas and beliefs sometimes had to be bent or, or, or twisted or broken. Cisco did it. Archer did it. 
Did Picard do it? I don't know if Picard did it or not. I don't believe Picard. He might have. I even think uh, uh, um, Janeway did it as well. Kirk probably did many times. I, I, okay, I don't. Okay, I know for sure that Cisco and Archer definitely. I rec- those are some of my favorite episodes where that the beliefs and ideals and morals of, of the the Federation they had to break them and bend them. Unfortunately, which I didn't. It's, it's hurtful. It's hurt. It hurts to see that had to happen. But sometimes in real life that that goes that happens. It's a it's it's, it's a reality the situation. Even even in the, the 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 utopia that is Star Trek, even at that times they had to do it right. So it's just see how these guys from fear forward balance the Star Trek ideals and try to adhere to them the best they can without having to break those ideals to survive or get by or thrive or live. And so it should be interesting to see. Yeah, I got that. I got that, that a lot of uh, watching episode too far from home. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a great, it's a it's a great episode. And now, additionally, besides all that, it's like a western. It's like well, it's like a western tale. So I just told you what I thought about like analyzing the situation, breaking it down my unique perspective. But as far as the aesthetics of the episode, nice fights. It's like a it's like a like a western. Um, the writing's great. The acting was superb. That the uh, there's still there were they filmed this one part of it, I think in Iceland, it was like Green Iceland. So the uh, the visuals were beautiful. Like I said, episode one, it looked like a movie, it's very movie like. These these uh, these these Star Trek Discovery episodes feel so cinematic. This show is so great, it shows so fantastic. And it's interesting that what went on in my personal life this week. And this aired at the same time. It kind of paralleled a little bit. Sometimes with this, these, these shows and TV shows I watch, sometimes my real life does will sometimes sync up and parallel with it every now and then. Not all the time, but sometimes. And sometimes my real life will kind of parallel to what they see in the show. Or maybe my real life is painting, projecting onto the show. I have no idea. I don't, I'm not sure. I just get on here and talk about my, what I see when I watch these shows, right? And you could have watched Star Trek Discovery and seen something entirely different. That is the beauty of cinema movie flicks, is that they're just flicks, and we project our ideas, thoughts, and beliefs on there. We can we can see the same show and get entirely different beliefs on, on the show, perspectives on it. Right. So, the last thing I'm gonna say is that people ask like how a lot like a lot of liberals like Star Trek, and a lot of liberals will say, well, how are these conservatives into Star Trek? How can they like it? Because it's totally not not that. And I believe that I believe that as well. But they could look at this, that Star Trek and see a totally different thing, right? Because that's how cinema, TV is. You see, just you, you kind of get what you, in your mind is what you get out of watching the show. Project your thoughts, you project your ideas and beliefs onto it. So, anyways, that's all I want to talk about. This is 20 minutes. This is 20 minutes. But I said from here forward, I'm just doing Star Trek Discovery every Saturday, every Sunday. It's just Star Trek Discovery till it's over. The show is phenomenal. It's great. Season two was great. Three is great. One was alright. I'll be honest, it was alright. But it seems like now they're getting on their they're they're, they're getting a good stride. The show is fantastic. It was renewed for season four. I'm loving it. I love Star Trek back on the tube. Just great to sit down on a Thursday, relax, have some food, some drinks, and just watch Trek. Beautiful. I care about these characters so much. I want to see what happens to them. I want them to succeed. Beautiful writing, beautiful staff, beautiful actors. The, the trek is back, baby. Yeah, but they work back. So, anyways, that's all I want to talk about this week. And um, until next time, we'll see you. A strong, positive attitude will create more miracles than any wonder drug. Patricia Neal. Until next time, it's Captain Peace.
The Captain, the Captain Talks, Talks Flex. Flex.